to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Thursday, November 5th, and this is episode 56. If you like what you're listening to, you can um, subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts, and you can keep listening each week. we got a great episode for you guys today. Um, we are going to be breaking down NFL Week 9, a little preview, then jumping into some college football as well. And we have a full house today, gentlemen. The absolute crew. The couch is full, and I like it like this. Um, we have our NFL insiders here. It's the whole crew. I'm going to introduce them one by one. Uh, we got uh, Kyle. Kyle, how you doing? He wasn't here last week, but how you doing, Kyle? Good. Glad to be back. Can't wait to talk Raiders. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, and then we also got Josh. Josh, how you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm pretty good. You know, give or take. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, that that happens. We got Christo Lusich. Christo, how you doing, my friend? Hello. Oh, cracks <laughs> open on cue. Oh man. <laughs> and we've got the dog, big dog, Andrew Radcliffe. Andrew, how we doing, my friend? We are we're doing well, B Rob. We're doing well yeah. today. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, all right, gentlemen, let's get right into it. There was football on TV tonight. Was not very good. I um it, the Packers just absolutely routed the 49ers. It was 34 to 3 last time I checked. It might have been more. Um but there's really nothing to see in that game. Jimmy G, George Kittle obviously out, all the injuries to the 49ers defense. The 49ers are dead. I guess we'll just hold like a 2 to 3 second funeral because they're done. The injuries have completely wiped them out and they're in very competitive division. The Packers lost to the Vikings last week. We didn't get to talk about that. I'm going to go to Big Dog, and then I want Big Dog after you, Chris. I want you to talk about the 49ers. Big Dog, are the Packers good, or did they lose to the Vikings last week and they just beat a shitty 49ers team? What's going on here? Well, I think a couple of you had that bet, so it must have been fun rooting for someone who hates his mother, and he's losing by a lot, so you had probably a lot of things to say. Um, This gave me... (laughs) flashbacks of the team last year where it's like they were 13 and 3 but really it felt like they were 10 and 6 even today they're going to trick you and they kicked the 49ers ass right but they're playing with 20% of their team what was the line before it was 7 today I did an alternate line of minus 11 and a half oh wow yeah I I I feel like that's minus 20 (laughs) like Packers um, are good, but I mean, the Packers are still the third best team in the NFC. I mean, it's it's literally just goes to see it goes the Buccaneers, Seahawks, Packers for me. And that's it. Okay, and Chris, I have a question to you. Um, have we maybe seen our last snap of Jimmy G in a 49ers uniform potentially? Maybe I was talking to, with Kyle today. What about uh, what about Rod Rogers to the Niners? Eh? How, how about a little Rogers to the Niners action? Kyle. Um, about that i mean i just don't see the amount of capital the niners would have to give up in order to trade for a 36 year old aaron Rodgers, who have no backup quarterback jordan love wasn't even suited today to play i just think they have to give up a lot in order to actually make that happen just my opinion he wasn't even suited love is he is he hurt or is he yeah. that bad well okay, no he's so that, that bad was... <laughs> he's the that weird bad. thing <laughs> He didn't even come in at the end of the game when the Packers were up by that much. I was surprised because I, well, I didn't in? even realize he wasn't sweeted up. Tim was Boyle. Fourth quarter. Tim Boyle, Boyle came in. Yeah, that was it. I yeah, mean, I was like, for you, uh, Aaron Rodgers, and you could have had like a fuck. Like you're seeing like Jerry Judy look great this year. Like all these Brandon Ayuk, like oh, that must be CD Lamb. CD Lamb, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, even I'm the Rager sure guy too. in Philly. 
I'm pretty sure yeah. too on the on the last play when when McKinnon scored a, a touchdown with like four seconds left. I'm pretty sure that put the game over too. Which is oh, just wow. absolute garbage. <laughs> if you're betting the over in that game, God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Which reminds me, I took an over of 36 points Sunday night, and I thought. I mean, I should have realized it was Viducci or Venducci, the quarterback of the Cowboys. Whatever the hell that is. (laughs) 34, 33 was terrible. I mean, it's 36 points in a fucking football game, guys. You might see him on the streets in a couple weeks, maybe. I'd be nicer to him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that that was tough to watch. Work for him. (laughs) Um, All right. Raven Steelers, yeah, we're a couple of days late, but I wanted to talk to the boys about this. Um, that was obviously a big game this weekend. The Steelers come out on top. I did God's work by betting on Lamar Jackson for the first time in my life. You guys are welcome. Um, what did we learn from this game? We're going to start with Kyle, and then we're going to go to Josh, and then we're going to go to Chris, and then we're going to go to Big Dog. How about that? Woo! So... It was a really competitive game. I mean, it was honestly kind of came down to it. We saw a little bit of back and forth action, which obviously when you're competing, similar records, same division, that's what you kind of want to see. I think the obvious flaws here are, you know, Lamar Jackson is not even close to what he was last year. I I know Marquise Brown complained about not getting the ball enough. I don't think it's necessarily him as much as it is. They just need better receivers on that team. They have everything else on that team, but an actual receiver. It's true. It's weird that they didn't go after. I mean, I guess they did go after a B, but clearly didn't work. Chris, what are you feeling about the Ravens team? Um, actually, Shit, my bad, Josh. I forgot. No, it's fine. No, don't go. You, you started, Chris. Go for it. Um, I actually uh, thought that I, I, I think the Steelers are the real deal. So I, I thought that the Ravens had a pretty good showing in the game. Uh, 200. What did Lamar Jackson have? 200 yards passing or something like that? That's ridiculous. It just speaks to Kyle's point about the the lack of receivers. But what I think they need to do, which I think would open up their offense a lot more, is give the ball more to J.K. Dobbins because he had 113 yards on, on only 15 carries. And for the year, he's averaging almost seven yards a carry. Um, and he's also caught the ball. Yeah, he's also caught the ball a few times out of the backfield. And, and I feel like that seriously opens up the offense a little bit. And, and if you start getting a running back involved out of the backfield, especially in the passing game, I think that opens things up a little bit to, uh, you know, Willie Sneed and, and Marquise Brown on the outside. Mm-hmm. Josh? Yeah, so honestly, I'm going to go a little bit of a zag there. Um, what worried me about the Steelers here is that they got gashed up on the ground. They were one of the top-ranked rushing defense, and they the Ravens ran all over them for over like 200 fucking yards. And maybe you're chopping this up to being a rivalry game or that the Ravens' ground game is just on another fucking level. But uh, that scares me because Ben didn't look amazing again. But, I mean, he looked good enough, I, I guess, is the thing. And, and good enough to pro- probably uh, compete for a Super Bowl this year. Uh, the And uh, the last thing, though, is, too, is that Lamar, again, he couldn't get it done in the air is, is the thing. That's been the biggest question, I think, going forward is that Lamar Jackson just can't really get it done when uh, stakes are on the line and he needs to pass in a two-minute drill. It's close. It's very close, and I mean that that was almost fifty-fifty at the end. But I mean, Snead had no chance really at throwing into double coverage there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, big dog, 
to you. Didn't you? We were talking the other day. There's like some sort of stat, like no team had like outgained in like 50 or 60 yeah, years and lost say. going to that. Um, I don't know. They were like outgained, double passing and rushing, and they won the turnover game. I think because I think Ben had two or three picks, maybe the fumble. Anyways, they were outgained by like three or four hundred yards, and they still lost. Yeah, and what that game really meant to me was just like I mean I have been I've been saying that I don't technically believe in Lamar Jackson as a long term quarterback for quite a while, but I mean those just two picks were just backbreakers. The Ravens defense was the better defense weirdly in that game, um, and the run game was great. But like Lamar, when you put him in these pressure situations where it's like he's gonna pass, we haven't seen him really be able to do that. And it's funny because they they always talk about how okay, they lost to the Titans last year, and then they lost to the Chiefs, and then the Steelers game. No one mentions they also, this happened when they played the fucking Chargers. So, like, trust me, if the Chargers can beat you in the playoffs, something is wrong. Um, I love the Rob just sneaking in the Chargers into those teams, too, on top of that. Uh, Yeah, they did. It's true. It's true. Um, (laughs) All right. Uh, Speaking of the Chargers, Andrew, I want to quickly go to you. I mean, there's just an all-time choke job this weekend. Uh, I talked about it on Sunday night. Do you have any thoughts on it? Just like, holy fuck. Fire. I mean, how many times are you going to see it? I mean, what, what Stephen gave his definition of insanity, we're the same thing. We are no different than you, Stephen. Out here in Southern California, we I mean, watch the so same game every week. I was so they lost. And, I, was and like, this was the first week. It took me like seven it? weeks to get pissed off. But this week, I was actually pissed off because... I, Justin Herbert looks good, but now we need the Chargers to lose out and get Anthony Lynn fired. That's the only hope this team has had. They've had a 16-point lead in the past four straight weeks. They've won one of those games. We'll gladly All help you this games. week with that. Yeah, Derek oh. Carr's coming in. Yeah. We, got, we got a big, big Except matchup. They're going to win one more. Fuck the Raiders. Fuck you guys. They're going to win two <laughs> more games. <laughs> okay. Um, four and 12, they'll finish. I want. I'm gonna go to Josh with a quick question. The Colts are in the lead in the AFC South right now. Are they? The Titans look questionable. What do you, Josh? I'm putting you on the spot. What do you see as the future of the AFC South? Um, you know, I see the Jags really coming around and taking it. <laughs> no. Um. Uh. Yeah. I think. Um. I don't know. I mean, you're going with pedigree there with the Titans. I guess they've been there last year and they were really fucking good down the stretch. Or you're going with uh, Phil, your man, Phil Rivers. And I I really liked the Colts, but I still think I'm going to narrowly edge it out to the Titans. I, I still like them just a, just a smidge more. Just mm-hmm. smidge. Defense, I'd love to see, defense is a worry, though, with the Titans, I would say. It, absolutely. Um, but Ryan Tannehill, that's the biggest story to me, is Ryan Tannehill's playing out of his fucking mind. He still looked pretty good. I mean, he did look great against the Bengals, but I mean, I think he's been... He's probably been like a top 10 quarterback, maybe like at the end of that list, maybe barely making that in. But I think maybe top 12, I'll give it to him. But (laughs) at the end of there, like the end here, I'm saying, but he's looked good. Okay, and then before we get into our top five power rankings, I want to talk to Chris and Kyle about the Monday night football game. The Giants put up a fight against the Bucks. The Bucks do not cover. Um, Do you guys, Kyle, I'll start with you. Did you take anything? away from that game or is that just a sloppy Monday night football game and you still think the Bucks are good and the Giants suck? Uh I still think the Bucks are good Giants suck. I think one of the biggest takeaways is they really did miss Godwin out there. Uh additionally, like regardless of what the score says, 
Tom Brady still looks pretty good. I mean, he's like, even though they didn't score a lot of points, he was putting the ball in nice places. He had a few drops out in the field that might have actually put that game away a little bit sooner than anticipated. And he, you could tell on the sidelines, him and Bruce Arians kind of got into it a little bit when it was like fourth and one. They were on the, I don't know, I forget what it was. They were on like the 10, 20 yard line. He wanted to go for it. And Bruce Arians wanted to kick the field goal. And they ended up kicking the field goal instead. Um, so Tom Brady still got a lot of fire in him. So I kind of actually, after that game, respected him a little bit more for kind of challenging Arians a little bit there down the stretch. Yeah, Bruce Arians is a chode to you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, classic look ahead. That's what that was to me. Um, they got uh, obviously yeah. the Saints this week, and then uh, their next four games really are, are you know, they got the Saints and then, you know, Panthers, whatever. But uh, then they got the Rams and the Chiefs. So I, I really don't think that they put much effort into game planning against uh, against uh, good old Jason Garrett out there, the clapper. So uh, God. <laughs> we love so, the clapper here. <laughs> so, uh, you know, to be completely honest, though, he, Jason Garrett put together, you know, a much getter, better game plan than he had been in the previous games. Um, True. But still, I mean, you know, the Bucks are way far superior. That you know, obviously they had a game plan going in. You know, you can't just completely discount that. But it's absolutely a look ahead spot into the Saints game because I guarantee you they were going over some of the Saints schemes this week as well. Good or points all week, around, right? gentlemen. As we do, we do this like every other week, or we're gonna start doing it a little bit more. I like to look at take put you guys on the spot and do a little top five power rankings of the NFL. Um, this week, we are going to start with Josh, then we will go to Kyle, then Chris, then Big Dog, and then me. Josh, you start us off. Yeah, I'm, do you want me to list all five or just the top one and go right hey, first roundtable? Uh, how about you just do your top five, and we'll just do it that way, and we'll just bounce from each one. Sure. All right, uh, I have the Chiefs still number one. They, they've done nothing to really lose that spot, in my opinion. Uh, then I have the Seahawks. They showed me a lot against the Niners game. That was fucking incredible i th- now have them maybe slight edge in the nfc um which i flip-flop every week between them and the bucks steelers coming in at number three impressive win against the ravens again i just am a little worried about the defense but i th- i think that's a probably just uh uh an anomaly probably if i were to guess then the buccaneers at four again the giants game was fucking weird i hope it's a look ahead game like chris was saying and uh finally the ravens at five, I still have up there actually because I still like the Ravens a lot. They're still going to get above double digit wins this year, still make the playoffs regardless of who wins that division. Kyle, so I, I have a feeling we're all going to have this pretty much the same one through four, but yeah, uh, I think just so. in a different order. Chiefs, obviously, number one. I mean, they were so hyped to kick the shit out of the Jets. I thought it was hilarious. They're dancing when they're up 30 points, which I, I just love seeing that, especially kind of an opposite effect of what Tampa Bay had. They knew that they were going to win the game against the Giants, and they played like they knew they were going to win versus the Chiefs, who came in and just wanted to demolish the Jets, even though they haven't won a game. But number two, Tampa Bay spread for us. Yeah, yeah they did. Uh, number two, Tampa Bay. Uh, number three, Steelers. I still have a little concern with the Steelers' offense. When they get in a true shootout fashion style against, you know, against a team like the Chiefs or the Seahawks or Tampa Bay, are they going to be able to match power for power on that offense with their quarterbacks? That's my biggest issue with them. But 
they did show a little bit at least against the Ravens. Seahawks number four. And then number five was kind of a toss-up here between all the five and two teams. Came to the conclusion that the team with the most quality losses out of all the five and two teams were the Ravens. So the Ravens are still my number five. I think we're all going to have the same one through four. I think it's going to be interesting what each of us has at the five. We may have the same one through five. We'll see. Maybe someone's going to switch it up. Chris? Um, so number one, I have the Chiefs. And number two, I have the Steelers. And I'm going to kind of talk about them together because uh, they're they're very, very close for me, those two. I feel like the Steelers are a little bit more of like a well-rounded team on the defensive side of the ball. Um but the Chiefs, and they're good on offense. They've got so many receivers, it's just it's super hard to deal with. And, you know, they do a good job at scheming those receivers open. But um, I feel like they're, you know, a, a few steps behind the Chiefs offense, clearly. Um, so with the gap between the gap between the Steelers defense and the Chiefs defense isn't as big to me as the gap between the Chiefs offense and the Steelers offense. So that's how I decided that order. Um, and then... Uh, number three is the Seahawks, and the only reason they're down there is because of their defense. Um, I know they get Jamal Adams back this week, so we'll see if that makes any bit of difference in the secondary. Um, and then also it's going to be interesting to see because uh, this week against the Bills, DK Metcalf is going to get Tredavious White, and I think if DK is able to perform against Tredavious White, you got to stop start talking about him as you know one of the top you know three guys in the league, in my opinion, because he's yeah, been he's, crazy. He's this certainly year. building the case, big dog. Yeah, I got the Chiefs Steelers. Oh, I got to get two. four or five. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. My bad. Yeah, my bad. My bad. My bad. I was um, making my own tweaks. Spoiler. Go, Chris. <laughs> uh, number four, I have the Bucks. Um, you know, they, they still got a lot, lot, lot of ways to go in the secondary. They're still pretty young. Um, but their offense, you know, clicking on all cylinders, and I'm excited to see what it looks like with AB um, in there, too. And then, um, and then number five, I have the Ravens. And, uh, and kind of like Kyle said, they had quality losses, but um, I think they're starting to kind of figure some things out. Uh, you know, Josh brought up the fact that uh, he was concerned about the Steelers getting gashed on the ground. But last year, just last year, the Ravens were a historic rushing offense. So I feel like, you know, when you play an offense like that and you go and up no against Devin a defense Bush. like that. Yeah. And Devin Bush was out. Yeah. Um, and so that, you know, that probably had a little bit to do with it as well, but you know, I, I just, I think their rushing attack is ridiculous. And like I said, if they start to find different ways to open it up out of the backfield, I think it's going to open up the passing offense a little bit more for some more deep shots. Mr. Doug. Yeah. So chiefs, number one. Six and one against the spread, by the way, this year, Brian. So we're six and one with those bets. So it's great. Keep that in mind. <laughs> it's the only thing keeping you alive. <laughs> Um, number two, I just, they, they've played so sloppy and they're undefeated still kind of like they have not fully come to fruition. I don't think so. I'm all in the Steelers bucks jump the Seahawks for me at number three. Cause I just, the last couple weeks, besides what I saw against the giants, but it's probably look ahead. Like you guys were saying, um, bucks are the third best team to me. Then I got Russ Seahawks got Lamar at five too. Mars Ravens at five. All right. I will round Side it out then. Um, I have the Chiefs at one, and I think there's a giant gap. I just think Patrick Mahomes is just – he's – every week week after week, he continues to make me think he's the best football player I've ever seen. So I think the Chiefs are firmly in control or in the lead of trying to get the Super Bowl, especially you adding Le'Veon Bell makes them just 
so hard to stop, and the defense is playing well this year. I have the Seahawks at two. I just trust Russell Wilson so much, and I know that the defense is not great, but the games are going to be close and if because the defense is bad, so I'll take my chances with Russ. I have them at two. At three, I have the Bucks. I mean, you're, what you're seeing is kind of a theme as a quarterbacks I trust. Um, I trust Tom Brady, kind of like Kyle was saying earlier. He's playing really well this year, I, I, and he's just getting more and more comfortable with this offense. Obviously, no offseason, so I have the Bucks at three. Steelers at four, they're undefeated, and um, Big Ben, I think, is great. They have a great offense and a great defense, and I do think they did miss Devin Bush a lot last week against Baltimore. And at number five, I am going to change it up. The Colts. The Colts. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no! Oh, Best God. pass defense in oh. the NFL. Uh, a running game that continues. Jonathan Taylor didn't even play that much week, and they're mixing it up with Naheem Hines. I think that this team, if they what they need to do is just run the ball and play defense, and if they do it, they will make less mistakes. <laughs> Hopefully, wait, if wait. Phil does that, the the Colts are at number five, and I will reflect that in my best bets As long as Philip Rivers week. doesn't have to make crucial decisions, they'll win because they have a great defense, and they'll just give no, the I mean, ball to Phil Taylor. Slung it. Okay. Phil slung it last week. Three touchdowns, zero interceptions, first in the AFC South, and that's what I'm going to go with. I have the Colts at number five. Um, uh, Moving on, Big Dog's got the eyebrows raised. I, I'm sorry. I just After what I saw from Lamar Jackson last week, I just couldn't put, put him above Phil. Um. And I mean, Phil is undefeated against Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Um, Josh, <laughs> NBA is starting December 22nd. We will be doing a pod soon, breaking down the offseason and all of that. So that is just a teaser. And then, gentlemen, now we have it's time for voicemails. Um, and I'm sure that uh, Colts uh, power ranking by me will generate a lot of voicemails for the next pod. But um, our first voicemail is from friend of the program, Eric Robinson, the Red Rocket. We'll see, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to blast it through my mic, so I'm gonna turn up my mic and um yeah, here we'll go here we go. All right, hopefully Brian gave me a great introduction because I'm just gonna cut right to the chase. Last Friday I got off work early. I had a big weekend ahead of me to drive down to sunny San Luis Obispo for Halloween weekend. Riding down the 101 South with a rock star in my hand, feeling great. And I open up the Apple Podcast app to to see the first thing on my list, the Pineapple Couch NFL College Football Weekly Preview with the three wise men of sports betting, Brian Robbins, Big Dog, and Josh Bilker. And what do you know, Chris Lucich is making a guest appearance for the first time in a long time. And if they're the three wise men, I mean, Chris is the baby Jesus of sports betting. So I pay particular attention to his picks during that podcast. And you know what? Let's go through Chris's dumpster fire of picks last Sunday. Started off with a lock with the Titans minus six. Did that hit? (laughs) 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 Saints minus five. (laughs) (laughs) Minus three. I'll give him credit. That did hit. But the Hawks were should have been favored by a lot more. Next, he's got six-point teaser, Bucks minus six, and Chiefs minus 13 and a half. Did that hit? <laughs> oh, and then to wrap it all up, he's got Satan, Saints, Titans, Packers, Moneyline, Parlay. And did that that's a bad hit? play. Ooh, that 
that's a tough one. So Chris went one for six on his first week on the pineapple couch. Hopefully he does better this week. Uh, and I know what he's going to say. He can dish it out, but can he take it? So I'm going to wrap this up with some of my best bets for this week. We can maybe call him Rick's picks moving forward. <laughs> no. First off, I got Do the not Ravens give him a platform. Against the Colts, that spread should be way larger. <laughs> Seahawks minus three against the Bills. Hawks still looking strong. Bills kind of teetering off. I got Kyle and Chris's Raiders over the Chargers. I think that's a shooting spread. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders over the Chargers. And lastly, the Dolphins plus four and a half against the Cardinals. Um, they looked really good last week, despite Tua not really being involved that much. Uh, hopefully, Dolphins can pull it out. All right, that's it for me. I'll talk to you guys later. And I will add to that message before you go, Chris. Eric Robinson has agreed to be on Sunday night's version of the Pineapple Couch to confront the both of you. That's okay. Um, the production so value alone, though, things, by the uh, way. Sorry. Two things uh, I got to say. First of all, we all know, not just those of us um, on this podcast, that In Your Hand was not only a rock star, but a lot. Don't play it off like you only had a rock star in your hand, Chief. <laughs> Second of all, why don't you take a look at the college football picks, Rick? Because I guarantee you, I guarantee you what's going to happen this year to your Trojans is they're going to absolutely plummet once again. And, at, you know, at the end of the day, that gives me more pleasure than anything is to see your big red head losing a game while rooting for the Trojans. So we have to love that. Now, I would tell you to wrap one up with the Trojan, but the last time you've seen a woman was probably four years ago. So we don't have to worry about that either. So, uh, yeah, I'll, we'll, 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 we'll tune in on Sunday and see how those picks go, Chief. Oh, well, all right. Eric brought it, and now let's get in our number one caller, Stephen Young. He will be calling in after his Lions lost to Phillip Rivers and the Colts. What is up, Pineapple Couch? Um, yeah, that's why you do not bet on the Lions or even show them a glimpse of hope that they can do anything well. Uh, they flat out just shit the bed, per usual. <laughs> Sorry, big dog, for hyping you up on the Lions. I know we were texting a little bit this week, but... Uh, I'll I'll take the blame on that one. And Brian, hate to say this, but Phil played well. He Thank you, Stephen. Ball over. Yes. Was pretty efficient in his passing game. Somehow he was shot putting the ball downfield. But uh, if the Colts can do that week in and week out, I think they're a very good AFC team because of their defense. Um. And then, Josh, I know I don't know you too well, but you can go fuck yourself. I mean, it's pretty hard to talk about team sucking when you're a Washington football team. <laughs> Washington football team. Let that sink in for a bit. And then your whole Chris McCaffrey, the Panthers are better without him. I mean, how's that turning out, too? So... I think the message of this week is fuck Josh, uh, fuck all your, your takes, fuck your Washington football team, except for Ron Rivera, because love that guy. And then last but not least, uh, I need to bleach my eyes out after watching that Sunday night football game. Like, I'm watching Ben DiNucci on Washington <laughs> Ben DiNucci. Who the fuck is Ben DiNucci? Go make a fucking pizza or your spaghetti and meatballs. That's probably like a family tradition. 
How's that guy starting a fucking football game? I have to watch his ass try to throw it downfield on Sunday night football. So, I think we need to fire NBC for just letting people watch that on their Sunday night. I mean, yeah. But I think moral of the week, too, is, well, one, fuck Josh. Yeah. And then, two, never bet on the Lions, never show them any clips of hope. It, they're just going to let you down like a dry hand job. So, <laughs> love the content, boys. Go get them this week. God bless, Steven. Thank uh, you so thank much. You. Thank, for you. thank you, Eric, for the call in, too. That was absolutely money, man. Love you, brother. Yeah. I like uh, the Washington football thing started as a bit, and now I'm a diehard fan. Josh, don't lie. You have Alex Smith post a big head right behind you. We, we've already been through it. The biggest. The biggest thing that no one's talking about is how Josh and uh, Steven and Andrew are supposed to be on a trivia team together. We'll see how that team chemistry will go. Chemistry's a little shaken here. All right. Um, let's get into NFL Week 9, boys. We got a big game to start it off, and um, really a point of contention on the podcast, some would say, as the, the eyebrows and eyes that Andrew gives me. But we have the Ravens at the Colts. Um, I'm going to just toss it around the room. What's everyone feeling? We'll start with Chris, then we'll go to Big Dog, then we'll go to Kyle, then Josh. Chris. Well, what's the line first? Wait, wait, wait. Ravens are favored by one and a half. Um, the Colts' money line is plus 110, and the over-under is 47 and a half. I'm sloppy this week, boys. I'm sorry. Chris. Um, yeah, I like I said, I think, uh, I think the Ravens found something on offense a little bit last week. You know, obviously the passing attack is still a little bit of a question. Um, I think it will remain to be a little bit of a question this week, but uh, I like the uh, I like the Ravens here uh, to uh, to definitely cover that spread easily. Lock it in, Ravens minus one and a half. Got to do God's work. Got to keep picking Lamar Jackson. He's going to win money this week, though. And I got to keep fade Philip Rivers. Fade Philip. I mean, how do you go? How do you like look yourself in the mirror every day? I do it. Like how? <laughs> I'm looking at You're myself right now my on the heart. screen. You're like hey, breaking my heart. I feel I like I had a bundle in, in for twelve years. You know, we had this. You're going down a path I cannot follow. I cannot follow you down this path, big dog. <laughs> Look yourself in the mirror, <laughs> Kyle. God damn it, go Kyle. So the big talk last week after the Ravens' lost to the Steelers is can Lamar Jackson win the big game? Um, the thing about this Colts team is they're not the big game. They're not the big team. Um, I have no faith in Phillip Rivers in a game like this, so I am for <laughs> sure going Ravens minus one and a half. God might be on Phillip Rivers' side, but football's on Lamar's side. Oh, my God. Oh, my well God. Well said, Kyle. Well said. I'm glad we're starting with this game first. So this is This is great. <laughs> beat me down so i'm sad the rest of the podcast go josh um i'm absolutely going ravens here i think uh, <laughs> I, I, i'm, uh, I'm, I'm really serious here i one and a half points is too easy i think lamar is gonna write the ship coming after a pretty really just heartbreaking loss uh i i like i said i still like the ravens and the colts to me are still kind of a bubble team where i still don't know how i feel about them completely as a real contender and i i gotta go ravens because that that 
one and a half is just too fucking easy. And if it's going to be a close game, I kind of like Lamar Jackson more than I like Phil. Well, I'm so. sorry that the good listeners have had to hear this just absolute bullshit that was just broadcast <laughs> to you. Let me guys, let me tell you guys something. Philip Rivers still remains undefeated against Lamar Jackson in the playoffs. Oh um, yeah, jeez. Oh, and I will be it's making a best bet on this game. I will be making a best bet on this game because I believe Lamar Jackson is simply not good at throwing a football to his team, and I think that the Colts do have the best pass defense with their i think they have the best secondary in the league so i will be taking the colts money line yeah i'm gonna take the money line dog and hit the music i'm gonna put some sort of fucking crazy music that i haven't thought of yet right now for phil fireworks things exploding horn sections uh colts money line um i don't know about the over under in this game that's kind of curious but I i will take the colts money line as a best bet um i know all of you disagree with me but i'm the lone wolf this week and We'll see how it goes, Josh. You, you know what's gonna you know what's gonna happen is it's gonna be Philip Rivers is gonna have to go eighty six yards with one minute and thirteen seconds left on the clock in the fourth quarter with no timeouts, and he's gonna throw a pick. It happens every, every single week, time. Chris. We're Charger fans. You you think we would learn? I'm learning to he move on because I'm watching more. He's better than that. Yeah. But, hashtag uh, Phil was right. Yeah, and what I've, <laughs> I've seen been commenting that on Chargers with Anthony Lynn. <laughs> I, I was at that Raider Chargers game last year at the Coliseum oh. with my roommate who is a Chargers fan. It was a wonderful time. We had a great time. <laughs> I'm I don't think Lucas did. I do not think he did. <laughs> I do not think he did. Um okay. Uh that that's the contentious game. We got that out of the way so we can move on in a more uh happy-go-lucky style because I know Andrew and I are on the same page on this next game. Panthers at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are favored by 10.5. You get the Panthers uh, money line at... Oop, my bad. I have that filled in wrong. Let me pull that up. The Panthers money line. Does anyone have that off the top of their head? Yikes. What is it? It's probably like plus 220. Plus 410. Plus 410 Panthers money line. Um, And then you get the over-under at 52.5. I... I swore that I would take the Chiefs every week against the spread, and if I took them last week minus 20, you're damn right I'm going to take them minus 10.5. Uh, Chiefs' best bet for me. Um, I don't care if the Panthers have McCaffrey or not. This Chiefs' offense is really approaching for me. This two-year run, they're on like that 2007 Patriots type. They're just unstoppable. Maybe those Showtime or the greatest show on turf Rams teams. Um, Chiefs minus 10.5. Uh, Big Dog, you're obviously joining. What are you thinking? I don't have to think. You just take the Chiefs. You just, whatever the line, I don't even see the line. I just put Chiefs minus 10 and a half. That's what it is this week. Let's go. I'll fill it in later, you know, the points. Kyle? Yeah, 10 and a half. Not much to say about it. (laughs) Chris? Oh no, ten. Yeah, uh, all 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 I needed to see for a for a best bet was uh, in in everybody's column, and I'll go ahead and add that one as a best bet. No question. (laughs) Go, Josh. I can't do it, boys. Um, oh, oh, I know. No way. I I know. It's, it's Mike Davis. It's Mike it's, Davis in the Panthers. Oh, Listen, um, the Panthers God, have been man. good to me all season. They had a bad game last week. Teddy Bridgewater was hurt. It was Teddy a weird fucking gloves. game. They should have won that game easily. Yeah. Um, and and that's that's disappointing. I'm just saying that this team's been feisty all season. You throw in McCaffrey into this now. 
I it's it's just it's a little steep. I still like the Chiefs overall, and obviously I'd lean towards the minus ten. I just can't do it to the boys at minus ten. Just is just ten and a half. Ten and a half. I yeah. I would I, I'm say just, it was like fourteen to be honest, but um, yeah. keep keep Any an eye closing, on that. Uh... I am I am teasing it down though for for the Chiefs though because I think it's going to be a little it's going to be feistier than you think, and Josh, that's, I'm if they, teasing it later. What was that? If they don't cut if they don't cover Josh, it's your fault. You realize that, right? <laughs> you're putting <laughs> us in a bad position right now. God, that's fair. Josh. Sunday night, you're dead. You can you can literally I don't you can Sunday call me every name in the book if if this if this covers. You can say whatever the fuck you want to me. I don't care. Fair. I just can't. So we'll bears. come up with some names. Fair. Yeah. All right. Keep, yeah. keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on those 16 mile an hours coming out of the south on Sunday in Kansas City oh, as well. Weather Presto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Next game we got is the Bears at the Titans. The Titans, obviously, they fell to Joe Burrow and the Bengals last week. They're on a two game skid, I believe. Um, they are favored by six and a half against this Bears team that lost to the Saints in overtime. The Bears money line plus two twenty five. Over under, you can get at forty seven. Um, I does anyone have best bets on this? I have Titans minus six and a half as the best bet because I look for them to bounce back, even though I still am a little bit worried about them. Josh, you got your hand up. What do you have to say? I was gonna say I I like the Titans in this game, but I think the Bears are gonna play it closer than six, and that's that's why I I'm just a little scared again. Um, that I think that line's a little too high. Uh, minus three, I would take Titans though. If it goes down at all, I would I would recommend. Okay. Kyle. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I think the Titans probably win, but I'm just looking at the Bears' schedule so far this year, and they keep a lot of teams uh, to a low amount of points. So that six and a half just seems for a low-scoring game to be a little bit too much for me. And not too dynamic of an offense in Tennessee, actually. That's making me... Ah, uh, I don't know if uh, I said it. I'll t- I'll keep it. I'll keep the Titans my six and a half. You guys are making me regret it. Christo? Um, no best bet. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, uh, this one is going to be interesting to see how they do bounce back. Good defense. Um, you know, obviously the Titans like to get things going on the ground, so it's, it's going to be interesting to see. I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer than six and that over under is, is, is scary too. I feel like that over under is like right in like right on so i'm not i don't want to really want to touch anything in this game the only the only thing that i would even think about a little bit would be the bears plus six or teasing the titans down to a pick okay yeah i mean i did take the titans minus six and a half but this is a game looking at it again that screams like with the over under being 47 it being like 24 23 or some shit like that um but this is another game kind of this is a actually this is a crap game we have two crap we have three crap games in a row gentlemen we'll try to go through these pretty quickly we got the broncos at the falcons the falcons are favored by four Broncos money line is at plus 170 coming off that uh, last second play win over the Chargers. Over under is at 50. Anyone have plays on this? I just kind of stay away from the Falcons, but Kyle and Big Dog. Big Dog, you go, and then we'll go to Kyle. You know how I like the Broncos, and I faded them last week. Took the Chargers, had a great thing. I'm taking the Donkeys plus four here. I mean, I don't know. How are they? How the hell are they like? underdogs by four points in this game like i know I it's the falcons and they, but four points it should be one at the most i would say broncos have a good defense in the dome maybe drew lock has a little momentum plus four don't even think about it kyle i am actually going to agree with the plus four 
I think the Broncos' secret recipe to winning this game is playing rap music at the start of the game instead of at the end of the game. So you get Drew Locke <laughs> dancing in his mood at the start instead of doing it in the fourth quarter when he starts throwing touchdown passes. The sooner he dances, the sooner he starts throwing touchdowns. So play the rap music at the start, get him gigging, he's going to be on, on point the rest of the game. It, what was funny, or not? it wasn't funny because I was very sad about that Chargers-Broncos game, obviously, but if you're looking at Twitter in the first half of that game, it was like, how the hell is Drew Locke in the NFL? He's the worst quarterback ever. What the fuck? What are they doing? He dances once. We like him. Second half after that, it's like, oh, Drew Locke, he's so good. Like, it was just a quick turnaround. Well, I was very sad. Um, Texans-Jaguars is the next game. I want to talk about the Texans are favored by 6.5. You can get the Jaguars money line at plus 260. The over-under at 50.5. I... I lean Texans in this game, but I do not have a best bet. I'm going to go to Christo first. Chris, what are you thinking? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later in the best bet section for me. But um, yeah, I uh, I think uh, I think the Texans are are, are going to be fine here. I don't want to mess around with a six and a half because I mean, who the fuck trusts the Texans? But um, but I mean, if you get them down to uh, to a half point, you know, maybe you you got some juice on it. So we'll discuss later. Okay, Josh, I saw your hand up. What were you about to say? Yeah, isn't uh, Gardner Minshew questionable for this game? I think he's, he's out. Uh, he's not playing. He's, he's out. out. Yeah, yeah. so six and a half seems like pretty good value considering that they're going to be with the second string quarterback, honestly. But I still I still think the Texans are going to play it close somehow, and I and I just don't I don't trust the Texans at all. Still, though. Kyle? So... Uh, to your point there, Josh, uh, they are playing the backup quarterback, and I'm looking at the Texans' schedule. They've played the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Titans, and the Packers. It's got to be like the, the second toughest schedule so far. And some of those oh, games, yeah. they've played pretty close to the chest. Now they're going up against a backup quarterback in the Jaguars, who they already beat 30-14 to 14 earlier this season. I, I was going to tease them, but now I'm going to also probably just do the line straight up as well. Oh, fuck yeah. You got me, Kyle. I'm with you. Let's do it. Yeah, that's the best. There's no Gardner. Sure. I feel wow. no guilt. I'll take the and Texans they beat, minus six and a half. I don't trust They already the beat Gardner ever. by 14. I haven't seen anything in their 20 Easy. years of existence. To, I'm going to tease it down still. I, uh, I still well, just don't. I don't like it. I'm with Kyle on that. Stinks. Kyle, I think that was great. Kyle convinced me. They have had the, good, probably it, the hardest schedule in the league, though. Second oh, yeah. hardest. Second hardest. Well, the Raiders have the hardest. the first. Oh, the Raiders. <laughs> you, you look at that. Look at that schedule. Look at that schedule. What? Raiders the have only Saints, teams? Chiefs, Buccaneers. Um, Buck. Oh Buccaneers. yeah, shit. Oh, the only team that showed the losing record Char- is Cam Newton. Got him twice too. Okay, which isn't like I don't know. I don't. I still don't think was, playing the Patriots is an easy win. It's just Belichick. It fucks. Yeah, and that was pre-COVID Cam as well. Pre-COVID. That was pre-COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, a, that's an important distinction. Um. Okay. Anyone else have plays on this Texans Jaguars, or can we move on? All right, um, Giants at the Washington football team. The football team is favored by two and a half. Giants money line at plus 120, over under at 42 and a half. Let's go to our resident Washington football team fan, Josh <laughs> Bilker. I have a feeling oh I will be joining you. I uh, I actually, here's the, here's the truth. I wasn't actually going to bet this, and then I saw you had it down on your slate. So, you know what, I, I can't. I can't let you do this alone. I'm, I'm yeah, going Yeah, it's in. your team. It's your team. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. Uh, Washington minus two and a half. 
Giants, however, do scare me because maybe, question mark, they might have found something with the Buccaneers game. I don't know. It's a weird fucking game. But, uh, yeah, I think their D-line is good enough to win this game alone. And I think two and a half points is low enough that it makes me comfortable. Yeah, I'm I'm taking the football team this week minus two and a half as the best bet. One, because I've been struggling the last two weeks. I'm still over 500 on the year, but I'm really looking for some answers this week. I'm looking to God. I'm looking to close friends. I'll preview that a little later with my lock. I, I mean, that's I said God. That is God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I have one, a team. later in best bets. I actually reached out to someone to help me center my chi for that. But I will be taking the Washington football team because you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to bet on the NFC East. I, for some reason, have this weird thought in my mind that the Washington football team is kind of better than the rest of the teams in the NFC East. That can be completely wrong. I don't know. Um, You're welcome. Maybe you fucking did this to me, Josh, but I will be taking the Washington <laughs> football team big dog kyle chris big dog did you guys say like three times both of you that you weren't gonna bet on an nfc East game <laughs> i did i did but you then last week suckers. i said the redskins to win the nfc East, oh so. you guys are funny so on on that point uh i have a i have a new petition for the pod and uh i think every week uh, we pick the absolute worst game, and every one of us has to have a best bet on the worst game. It's got to be a law enacted, which usually means that we'll be betting at least once a week on the NFC least. So I am, <laughs> I'm down. I'm very yeah, down. Yeah. And, and with that being said, let's go football team minus two Woo! and a half. Oh, we're we're starting that law right now. <laughs> let's go ride Kyle Allen, baby. I mean, if we have to do it, I'm not going to take Daniel Jones. I will never bet on Daniel Jones. <laughs> oh, the Washington football team picked out. Ron Rivera, coming back. They just come back from the bye week. He's coming yes. back. He's cancer-free. <laughs> oh, Big so Dog, best ball on the Washington football team. You're in, Big Dog. You're I mean, in. If we, if we have to do this, you have to do it. It's law. <laughs> it's the law. <laughs> yeah, do you, you think they'll have days, so. the Washington football team, the second favorite team of the pineapple couch i think i think we're all we're all drinking the kool-aid now is what it sounds like to me <laughs> behind uh, the charges of course i mean the colts the bills but um everyone it's a it's a wide variety here on the pineapple couch we got raiders fans we got chargers fans we got washington football team fans we have a guy who likes the carolina panthers only because of mike davis which is <laughs> <Family> <laughs> <friend>. <laughs> i don't think you can get anywhere <laughs> kyle are you well, what are you thinking? Uh, I guess you have to pick now, Kyle. So I am fading the boys. I'm doing Giants plus two and a half. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm going well, fuck I'm yourself, going Kyle. Plus two and a half. Uh, I'm looking at my bets and I'm realizing I'm betting on majority favorites. So at some point or another, I need to bet a dog. So I'm going Giants plus two and a half. Okay, Chris. Chris, this is a great idea. I like this. What we'll do for next week is we can all vote on. We can maybe put it out on Instagram, do a poll of what is the worst game of next weekend, and obviously we can maybe get all of our own input on it, and then we'll do it that way. But I like that. We will be having it's like the it's the toilet bowl game of the week, something like that. We'll come up for <laughs> yeah a name for it, some sort of music that'll be good. Charmin bowl. <laughs> uh, that's good. That is very good. Maybe they'll sponsor the program. Um, Next game, this is not a bad game, I, I don't think. It could be, but actually, no, because the Stallion is in it and Russell Wilson is in it. We got the Seahawks at the Bills. The Seahawks are favored by a field goal. You can get the Bills money on at plus 140, over under at 55 points. 
I'm a big stallion guy. I'm a big Bills guy. I don't feel comfortable against Russell Wilson, but I also know that Russell Wilson's the Ox like to play it close, and the Bills have not played well recently, so maybe they bounce back a little and it's a close game. I just don't feel comfortable with this game, so I have no plays on it. Does anyone have a – who wants to take the lead and who has a play? We'll go Josh, then Kyle. Yeah, um, I'm making a new law also. I'm betting on every Russell Wilson game that he's favored in less than a touchdown because that's how much confidence I feel like in any close game when you have Russell Wilson on your team. On top of that, I still think the Bills are reeling. They barely beat the Jets two weeks ago, and they barely beat the Patriots last week. I, I think the, the Bills are trending down. The Dolphins are trending up, for the, for the record. That's a little foreshadowing for later. And uh, I think... Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go Seahawks. I don't care if they have a bad defense. Josh Allen can run it up, but Russell Russell Wilson is going to run it up even more. Let's go minus three. Kyle. So we're talking about the Bills, the team that put up six field goals against the Jets, and that's it, right? <laughs> that's we're talking about the same team. I'm just clarifying here because to that go hurt, minus Kyle, three, that hurts <laughs> for the Seahawks to be minus three against a team that put up six field goals against the fucking Jets. Can they put know, that this, on a shirt? That'd this is going to be a lock. Just, this is a lock for me. Could it be minus seven and a half? Say it again. Do you, what, do you think this line should be like minus six and a half? I think it should be minus six and a half. I think should it, it should be a lot bigger than this. I might take an alternative line this weekend, but minus three Seahawks, that's a lock for me for sure. I respect that. Oh, also a lock for me too. I forgot to mention that. Sorry. All right. Yeah. Josh and Kyle. Christo, big dog? Um. Yeah, so I, I've got a best bet on, on the Hawks minus three as well. Little uh, little nugget for you here from uh, the wonderful at pain insider. Um, when the Seahawks line up three wide on first down, they're averaging five and five point eight yards per rush, um, which uh, and the Bills are giving up in three wide sets on first down five point five yards a rush, which means. They're going to get six yards of carry on first down, and they're going to be in second and short. Going to open things up over the top. Uh, like I said in, uh, at the beginning of the pod, I'm really interested to see this DK Metcalf to Davis White matchup because if DK owns him, then man, that dude is otherworldly if he's able to do that because Tre'Davious White is is a really really good corner, top five every year at the corner position. So um, I would take a peek at this over. But uh, I do know that the o, that it, it's already moved three points up. So um, a, a lot of people are putting some money on the over, uh, which makes the book liable. And uh, usually uh, every once in a while you just want to go with the book because you know they're going to make their money somehow. So I would take a look at the over, but uh, be mm-hmm. wary that it's moved three, three and a half points up. Yeah, before we go to you, Big Dog, I just want to quickly say to Chris's DK Metcalf point, Jeff Robbins, the old man of the pineapple couch, compared – Cow, he did. He this is a big comparison for him, but he did compare DK to Michael Irvin. He said it's, some, it's like that the playmaker is someone. I mean, just DK is just. I mean, I don't. You guys probably saw this. It was circulating on Instagram all week. Just the DK like little highlight highlight reel when he dropped the pass against somebody yeah. and just fucking blew them up and just looked at them. I mean, this dude's a freak of nature. Um, Andrew, what do you have anything on this Bill Seahawks game? Um. The I would lean Seahawks because three points doesn't seem like a lot, but I do think the Bills have to bounce back eventually. They're six and two, but they haven't played good football in like a month. Yeah, I don't think they're the bad. Potential tease with the Seahawks there. Okay, I like that. 
a good tease. My lip tease. All right, let's go into now. Uh, this game is going to be. This is going to pull at the heartstrings of the members of the Pineapple Couch. We got the Raiders at the Chargers. It's a pick 'em. Last time I checked, I don't believe that has changed on Bavada. I will double check again right now. Um, yep, it's still a pick 'em on Bavada. Um, the over under in this game is 51 and a half. I have retired for this week on betting on the Chargers. Maybe next weekend I convince myself that I could do it again. I'm not touching this game. They blew, I mean, it's like, what, four fucking, like, 17, 18-point leads? I can't fucking handle it. I, I I want them to beat the Raiders. I know you're all going to take the Raiders, so enjoy your victory lap. Kyle, go first. For the sake of the pod and for the sake of my team, not only am I picking the Raiders, but I'm going to lock it in as well, too. Oh, um, double lock? A double I lock love that. This week. that double that's lock ballsy. Um, I just think... The Raiders on offense, the, the the Browns game isn't reflective. They had, what, 55-mile-an-hour wins and snow in that game. Um, I just think the Raiders' offense can go tit-for-tat with the Chargers' offense, who, you know, they've been, they've been performing really well, especially after Herbert has gotten into the flow of things. However, it is absolutely inevitable that no matter how much the Chargers are up, they are going to lose. You're right, but Chris, you're <laughs> making me sad. <laughs> um so uh, just kind of feeding off what uh, what Kyle was saying, uh, I also my lock comes from this game as well, but it's not on a side. It's on the over over 51 and a half, um, you know, kind of just speaking to what Kyle was saying about I, I think the offenses are, are going to, you know, be able to get a little bit loose. It's going to be good weather in L.A., of course. Um, and uh, and I think uh, I, I think it's a good opportunity for, you know, Car to throw a few touchdowns. I like a I like a Henry Ruggs play in fantasy this week. Um, I think he's going to go over the top for a couple, and uh, so I like the over here because the Chargers are going to score some points with Herbert too. So, Chris, can I say one thing to that over point? I was looking that as well, but then I realized that if there's two teams in the NFL that love to get a three to seven point lead and then just run the ball down the next person's throat and run out the clock in the second and third quarter. It's the yep. Raiders and Chargers. So that's my big concern is as soon as one of these teams go up, they're just going to start running the ball. And I wanted uh, to do the 51 and a half, but I was a little concerned that with the clock management that both teams have, that it was kind of a stay away for me. Well, here's something that might help Chris feel better about the over and maybe sway Kyle in that direction. I do not believe Joey Bosa will be playing this weekend as of everything oh, I've yes. read right now. And if you watched, I know the Chargers epically choked, choked against that Broncos game. And it was classic Chargers stuff. But there was a significant difference in the second half when Joey Bosa was not on the field with the amount of pressure they were able to get on Drew Locke. Joey Bosa is by far and away the best player on the Chargers. And if he's out, that over and the Raiders are looking nice, which makes me sad. Um, anything else on this game, guys? I, I can't decide which way. I could see it going and, either way, and, and it just it scares me. Is, is Anthony away. Lynn coaching this weekend? He is, unfortunately. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> is, like, is he still in? Just so sad. <laughs> it's just so sad. And he, hey, wait, you're right, Kyle. Really quickly, like he... to Kyle and Chris, the Raiders lost a six, uh, 2021 six-round pick today for John Gruden not wearing a mask or some shit. 
That seems kind of Bull- ridiculous to be bullshit. The, like the, taking away draft picks for this shit. Like what the fuck? It's ridiculous. The, the Titans, the, the Titans practiced oh. together and got caught yeah. practicing together when they were <laughs> the supposed to be in quarantine. <laughs> the hell is that? I just it is insane to take away draft picks. I just do not know how that flies. Um, all right, let's go to the next game, gentlemen. Dolphins at Cardinals. The Cardinals are favored by three and a half. Dolphins money line plus one seventy five over under forty nine. So, gentlemen. I'm two and five in my locks. I'm still 500 in my other picks, but it hurts week after week to fail my listeners and my friends with these locks. So what I did is I took a look back. I looked back in my life at good friends I've had. I thought about the best point guard I ever played with in basketball. And that man's name is Tyler Hartford. He's a listener of the Pineapple Couch. I talked to him. I consulted him. I said, Tyler. Are your Cardinals going to cover against this Dolphins team? I need help. I can't get any of these. And he said, "We have Buda Baker, Kyler Murray. Tua didn't look that good. Didn't look that good last week. Only 95 yards. Yes, the Dolphins' defense looked good." And so I said, "Tyler, I'm with you." So I looked back. My lock of the week is the Cardinals minus three and a half against the Tua-led Dolphins. I think Chris made a good point of this last week, so thank you to you, Chris. You said that if the Dolphins win, that the Dolphins line is something that you would look at of being a little inflated, and not only did the Dolphins win, Tua didn't impress me that much. So I will take Kyler Murray and the Cardinals minus 3.5. It's the Tyler Hartford lock. Shout out to my guy, Tyler. Minus 3.5, Cardinals. Big dog? Yeah, I'm fading. You said you were 2-5 and five on the locks there? I feel oh, pretty so. good about this right now. Here. <laughs> was, it, was it three and a half or four and a half? We have three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. Shit, I have. Yeah, we're at three okay, and a half. We'll do, still do three and a half. You know, Tua, I think it's a little overreaction. I mean, he hasn't played a football game in an entire football in a year, like 365 days. Yeah, that's a year. Um, Justin <laughs> Herbert didn't look good his first week. He played football in the, against the Bengals. They barely beat. I think the Dolphins actually feel like they can win the AFC East. I think Tua is just going to get better. I think this team is just going to figure it out as long as he's there. I love the Cardinals, but I don't think they're that good. Um, These are probably like the two most exciting football teams right now. I would say the Cardinals and Dolphins, just what is going on. Um, But I I really like the Dolphins this year, and I really think there's a shot for them to overtake the Bills in the AFC East, and I think it starts this week. This is a statement win, and then we kind of find out where the Cardinals are because they're five and two, and they beat the Cowboys. I think was their last win, but it wasn't. It wasn't that impressive. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, just know, Tyler, I'm with you, and Andrew's not. Uh, Christo or Josh, you go. Then we'll go to Christo, and then we'll go to Kyle. Yeah, I mean, Andrew said exactly. Uh, uh, took the words from my mouth. Uh, I'm all on board, Dolphins. I'm actually going to take the money line this game because plus one. What was it? 175, was it? Yeah, I'm taking that as the best bet. I think, uh, yeah, the Tua Tua didn't look great, but I think it's smokescreen play. I think like they they didn't really need a good Tua performance to win that game, Uh, et cetera, et cetera. I I think we're going to see a much better Tua, and I don't trust the Cardinals. We're also forgetting how well the defense played last week, too, and how they've kind of come together. So let's. I think they're 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 a solid unit. Brian what Flores, coach what, wait, what, what team did the Cardinals beat the last time they played? Isn't the Cowboys? Boys? Hawks. Uh, it was the Seahawks. 
Uh, oh, that's right. That's oh boy! Coming oh, up a high boy. emotional win. I love it. Never and they had high. a buy. They had a buy yeah, though. A little it's coming off a buy. Still high, I bet. So, <laughs> <laughs> Christo, Kyle, what do you got? Um. So yeah, I, I uh, I'm not playing a side in this game, but if I did, it would be it'd be the cards, just because of exactly what I said last week. Um, you know, I I, I just think that this number should be closer to four and a half, uh, five than than what it is currently at three and a half um a little bit of value there um be overvaluing what the dolphins did last week um you know just with to his first performance and, and you know just like josh was saying you know you didn't really get a chance to see like what Tua could do because he's exactly right they didn't really need him <laughs> the defense scored what two touchdowns or something like that um, they had a punt, so, punt return right yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy. So they were just in they were just in uh, you know clock control the whole time. Um, but um, but uh, I, I would take a peek at the over. You know, after what the Dolphins' defense did last week, you know, I'm sure that this number is deflated a little bit. But um, I would have never told you at the start of the year that a Dolphins Cardinals game was going to be lower than a Raiders Chargers game total. You know, that's it's that's a really the total of 49 seems a little little, little like you could uh, go over that one uh, pretty easily in this game. Mm-hmm. No Kyle? best bet, but yeah, I just wanted to mention that. I do I do have a best bet on the, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Cardinals, after how much Hell shit yeah. I talked in the Cardinals in episode 53, I believe, um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've turned a corner a little bit here, and I just, I don't have enough faith in the Dolphins' offense um, I know we've only seen one game without Fitzpatrick, but the gas can is no longer feel in the backfield anymore for the uh, Dolphins. And now Matt Breida might be out as well, too. They do kind of rely heavily on that run game, especially in the red zone. So I'm not exactly sure where they're going to get that production from unless it's going to be two or running it in. But um, I have more faith both on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball in the Cardinals. So that's the best bet for me for sure. All right. Yes, let's do it, Kyle. Um, okay, let's go to our next game. This is uh... – this is a gross game, but uh, we'll see what Why you guys think about it. Um, Steelers at Cowboys. Steelers are favored by 14. You can get the oh. Cowboys money line at plus 550 over under 41 and a half. It's uh, Ben DiNucci, or I believe that is his name. He ben will be starting for the Cowboys. I think, I think they're actually benching him. Yeah. Really? Who's yep. playing? It's going to be Garrett Gilbert. That's it. Who's that? Is yeah, he like, he, uh, wasn't it? He's like the tackle he was working at Arco three weeks okay, ago. So, so this guy he went to he went started at uh, started at Texas and then went to SMU. He's pretty good in college, um, and then got drafted by, of course, the Cleveland Browns. Um, yep. And threw about two or three passes for them in the regular <laughs> season. He was a preseason superstar, and um, and uh, obviously an AAF superstar as well. So uh, the decision came down between Garrett Gilbert and Cooper Rush, and they ended up going with Garrett Gilbert. Tough. So anyone with a best bet on the Steelers minus 14, does anyone feel comfortable laying the Steelers minus 14 against the Cowboys? It doesn't look I'm very good. close. Kyle I'm very like close. Big so dog I, or cow go? Sorry. I was going to say, I, I read this stat the other day that said, since Dak Prescott broke his leg, um, they scored a touchdown on that drive. 36 drives since then, they've scored one touchdown. I just, I don't think, I don't think they'll be able to score maybe at all this game. It's funny seeing a minus, 
minus 14 spread and then the over under is 41 points which is insane <laughs> but um i am like so tempted to make this a best bet just because i don't think that the cowboys can score at all and ezekiel elliott's a little banged up now too they do have the wide receivers but they're gonna throw I, what what was i can't remember the guy's name anymore in there against the steelers defense in his first game Ballard. in the nfl oh no you know what fuck it i'll sure. do it steelers yeah. minus 14 best bet oh boy Let's go, so Kyle. Josh, does. Kyle. You just start adding picks. Kyle's going to pick every game. <laughs> I'm pretty close. <laughs> Josh, the thing that worries me so much is I, I think I don't think this is exactly a trap game, but I'm I think this is the one game the Steelers just look trash is, is what wow. I'm saying. And I just don't think they look great this game. I think they still win, but I think it's going to be a really weird fucking win, and they're going to pull something out of their ass, and it's going to be by less than 10 points. Because Ben Roethlisberger does this every year. He gets into these weird trap games that he just can't fucking perform in for whatever reason. I don't know why. Maybe he's looking ahead to another rivalry game. That's why just 14 points is too much. I still don't think they get their first loss from the Dallas Cowboys led by what Gilbert Godfrey. What was his name? Garrett Gilbert. Gilbert, Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Garrett Gilbert. Uh, I'm going to start calling him Gilbert Godfrey because irrelevant. But I still think, yeah, I it, line too big. Simple math. Okay. Um. All right, gentlemen, let's go into the last, the Sunday night football game, the Saints at Bucks. Before we recap our best bets and take a quick break before we go into college football, um, we are going to have a very, very fun Sunday night episode with all the bets we have going against each other. Going to be very contentious, I presume. Um, so, okay, let's look at the Saints-Bucks. This is the Sunday night game, Battle of the NFC South. The Buccaneers are favored by 4.5. You get the Saints money line at plus 180, over under at 50.5. Um, I will start with you, Big Dog. Uh, Big Dog, how you feeling about this game? You say the Saints are home or the Buccaneers are home in this one? Buccaneers are home. Um... I'm staying away still. Like, I, I don't want to make this best bet. I have four and a half. I need, like, two and a half. I think it's going to be a field goal kind of game. Okay. Um, any best bets on this game, gentlemen? Josh? Chris? So we'll go Josh, then Chris. Yeah, Um. I I called at the beginning after week one that the uh, Buccaneers are probably going to split this series against the Saints, and I think that's going to hold true. Uh, I like minus four and a half. The Saints haven't looked too great. Maybe we finally see Mike Thomas. So maybe that changes things. I don't know the status on him. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were going to have the the weekly sta- the weekly segment, right? Where in the world is Mike Thomas? I'll, I'll um, do it for you right now. Yeah, yeah, please do. I'll, <laughs> I'll um, talk my shit until you find that. I, I just like Tom Brady going into this. I think he, he saved all this pent-up rage from the Giants game that was way too close. And I think the Buccaneers, I like them handedly in this game. Okay. Mike Thomas um, is supposed to play. He practiced. No punching yet. So It's only Thursday. <laughs> My advice is wait because I think this line would probably shrink then with the news of Mike Thomas coming back. Potentially. Okay. Christo? Um, so uh, I've got a best bet on the Saints plus four and a half. Ooh. Um, 
they get a lot more pressure on the quarterback than they get credit for. Um, and I know the Bucks' offensive line has been pretty good this year and their offense as a whole has been pretty good this year. But I don't know. There's, I just have some sort of gut feeling that that this is the kind of game that the Saints can uh, kind of pull out of their ass. And I I just – it kind of seems like the time of the season every year that we start saying, you know, the Saints are a real contender. And I feel like, I feel like this might be a turnaround game for them. Even if they win this game, it, it like, you know, it's the Bucks are still very much there and present. But I don't know. This just feels kind of like a classic Sunday night, Drew Brees, uh, you know, go go after him and get him game. But the other the thing I think is ridiculous is when in the hell are they gonna stop talking about this touchdown thing? Because both the guys that are setting the record are still playing with between Tom Brady and Freaking Drew Brees. Yeah, it's just I, like every week they need a new graphic for it. You know, Touchdown Al's leader. There. You know, Al and Chris are coming up there. And like, oh, you know, Al. And he's at 560. And, uh, you know, oh, look at, that. Look at 561 for Brees, Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, um, gentlemen, let's go and recap our best bets. Uh, I'll start oh, wait, us off. Oh, you're missing all right, go, Cal. You're missing what game, game are we missing? Monday Night Football. We're going to do Sunday night. Oh, oh, right. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. My bad. No worries. All right. I have to pee really bad, so I'm going to start off with our best bets, and I'll kick it to um, Josh. Uh, I have Chiefs minus 10.5, Titans minus 6.5, football team minus 2.5, Colts money line plus 110, Cardinals minus 3.5 as my lock. Josh, what do you got? Yeah, I have the uh, Seahawks as my lock, minus 3. My Washington football team at minus 2.5. Uh, Ravens minus one and a half. I should probably say my record too, actually, because th- yeah, this was that. a really bad week uh, prior, and I, I was I'm right now. It's it's getting really close to five hundred twenty two twenty and three, so it's uh it's it's not great. But yeah, uh, Ravens minus one and a half, Buccaneers minus four and a half, uh, Dolphins money line. Then I have a six point teaser with three teams. Got the Texans at minus half a point. Titans minus half a point, and then the Chiefs. I uh, mentioned earlier that I teased down to four and a half there. All right, we'll go to Kyle, then Andrew, then Christo, and then we'll take a quick bake break, and then be back with college football. So I uh, I started with six, and now I have nine by the end of the uh, discussion here. So <laughs> I've got uh, what's your record? I've got uh, oh sorry, record is four and seven. Locks are zero oh and two. Uh, bounce back week though so we're going to start with the houston texans minus six and a half arizona cardinals minus three and a half broncos plus four chiefs minus ten and a half steelers minus 14 um, giants plus two and a half ravens minus one and a half and then my double locks to get me to 500 this year this year so far it's going to be seahawks minus three and then raiders even all right, I, I'm your leader, Pineapple Couch. I'm 27 and 15. Andrew's been killing it. I see the board. Absolutely. I'm a fucking yeah. dog, and I can see the board. I got <laughs> five this week. I'm locking in the Ravens at minus one and a half. It's a give me. I'm taking the points plus four for the Broncos. I'm taking plus four and a half Dolphins. I take the Chiefs every week. This week it's minus ten and a half. I don't even know who they're playing. The teaser. A six-point teaser, I'm going to do the Seahawks plus three and the Ravens plus five and a half. Go for it, Chris. 
Okay, so uh, I'm also going to be on the Chiefs minus ten and a half, and um, in the Charmin Ultra Play of the Week, I'm on the football team minus two and a half, uh, Hawks minus three, Saints plus four and a half, and then the six point tees I've got is bringing the Steelers down to eight, crossing that key number of ten, and the Texans down to a pick, basically laying a half point. So game just can't end in a tie. And then the lock of the week is the over 51 and a half Raiders Chargers. Over 51 and a half. I like that. Angie, maybe the recipe to having a good record here is maybe not betting on nine games and just doing five like That's you exactly do. That's exactly what I've been doing. doing. That. You just stick to five. Or, that's all you got to do. I went three and two I just last asked... week, but I gained a game and everyone else had a really shitty week. <laughs> I'm a fucking genius. I just let you guys... Out bet yourself. You outthink yourself, and it's yeah. awesome. Go fuck yourself, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Pineapple Couch. This is Christo taking over the hosting duties for the college football segment this week. First thing on the docket, the Pac-12 is back. Um, don't have much to say about the Pac-12 yet, just because... Uh, well, nothing's happened, and the most interesting thing that, uh, that I've seen so far is that somehow Oregon has moved up in the ranking from last week without even playing a game, which is just absolutely shocking. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever seen that. They looked oh. really good in that yeah. in that one in this Four week. They, they've been good so, in lockdown, yeah. You know, yeah. In the highlight practice video, they looked great. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Herbert was out there running the offense. (laughs) You were watching 2019, brother. I think the Christmas Pac-12 news, I I saw something on Twitter said Washington Cal games canceled. Yep. Because of one, I think there's a case. One case on Cal and they shut it down. Yeah, it's going to be tough playing football in California this year. Um, Like I mentioned on the last pod, San Jose State was driving an hour and a half to go to practice and an hour and a half back because... Uh, they're not allowed to practice at their own facilities, get ready, shower, or anything like that because it's so strict. So it's going to be really interesting to see uh, what's going to happen in the Pac-12 because no matter what happens, you're going to have a, you're going to have an asterisk next to what happens in the Pac-12. Um, forgot to uh, start off the college football segment, of course, with my useless sports fact of the week. And this week. The useless sports fact is never forget when J.R. Smith was suspended by the Cleveland Cavaliers during the 2017-18 season for f- throwing a bowl of soup, soup. Hot at, soup. Hot soup at the face of head coach Damon Jones. Uh, so, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a great fact. And then, uh, of course, in honor of our second topic, um, we, we have the MAC back this week. A little bit of action going on Wednesday nights now can never go wrong with a little Kent State money line action. Um, and uh, the fact of the week for the Mac is never forget, of course, Big Ben out of the University of Miami of Ohio. Uh, <laughs> fire, Chris. You had Chris Paul's oh, wife or mother. Yeah, she's, Chris, Chris Paul's wife went to Charlotte. She was a 49er. The more you know, this will help in the game show in the future. Keep, keep listening. Absolutely. Um, so basically, we're just going to kind of go through the best bets. Uh, but there is one game that I don't have on my best bets that I wanted to touch on. Um, and it kind of ties into the NFL a little bit, actually. Um, and that's uh, that's BYU-Boise State. And uh, that's a Friday night game on the Smurf turf. 
uh, in Idaho and, um, and BYU is laying three and a half. BYU is serious this year. They're seven and zero, and they got this quarterback named Zach Wilson, who's an absolute stud. Um, and I think that, you know, up to this point they've played, you know, a couple of formidable opponents, but this is going to be by far their biggest game of the year. Um, taking on Boise State in Boise. And I think if Zach Wilson performs well in this game, that he uh, is going to skyrocket up all the draft boards. And uh, the relation to the NFL would be if the Niners end up with, um, you know, say, you know, top top five, top eight pick, do they take a look at Zach Wilson? Because he's he's been awesome. I, I kind of like to describe him as like um, Taysom Hill before he tore his ACLs. Uh, with a little bit better arm, um, which, you know, the way that Jason Hill's skills translate to the NFL, just be interesting to see uh, somebody like Zach Wilson come out and see what they can do in the NFL too. So keep an eye out for him. Um, on How Sunday. big of a gap is Zach Wilson from Justin Fields? Think? Uh, I, well, so that, that's, I personally think that, uh, that if, on draft day, there could be a lot of hype that that rise Zach Wilson up the charts to make him uh, higher on the boards than Justin Fields. Now, whether or not you know NFL teams will think uh, would rather go with Zach Wilson as opposed to Justin Fields, given the landscape of how the position of a quarterback is changing in the NFL, that's you know we're gonna have to wait and see on that. But uh, Justin Fields is much more comparable to say like a you know a Kyle a Kyler Murray or. Uh, you know, one of the more mobile guys like that. Um, whereas Zach Wilson is, he's more, he's like a little bit more accurate, in my opinion, than Justin Fields, just not quite as athletic, even though he can run the ball well. Um, is he kind of like a knockoff Josh Allen? Uh, yeah, I would say uh, a knockoff Josh Allen. No one's yeah. a stallion on the show. <laughs> you gotta, we just remember that. Okay. Yeah, we could call him a knockoff Josh Allen. That's fine. Exactly. Is also is he is he twenty seven or is he actually like twenty one? <laughs> I don't know, but he's still got to go on his mission after he graduates. Oh, so good no. lord. <laughs> Wait, is that true? I I actually don't know if you're joking. I, no, no, I, he no, no. Okay, <laughs> I have no idea how BYU. He'll tell the Niners. Works. He'll be like, hey, in two years. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's like what That's David funny. Robinson did with the uh, the Spurs or. Or was it? I forget what it was, but he had to finish his duty for the the uh, the navy. He right. and I don't know. He had two years or something like that. I don't know the exact facts, but yeah, I just know basketball. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty much the only game I wanted to like go in depth in reviewing uh, on the slate. I know Clemson Notre Dame's playing this week, um, and I think Clemson's going to do pretty good even without um, Trevor Lawrence playing. Uh, Brian Kelly is 0-7 in his career at Notre Dame against top five opponents. I think it's going to go to 0-8 this week. Uh, the five's a good number, but I would still take that five. I think Clemson rolls. I think they're going to run for a bunch of yards. Uh, one thing to keep an eye out for, though, is a Notre Dame offensive line versus the Clemson defensive line because if Notre Dame's offensive line is able to hold their own against Clemson's defensive line, then I think uh, I think Notre Dame's a, a much better squad than, uh, than people are going to give them credit for, even if they do go down in a loss to Clemson this week. So that's what I'm keeping an eye out for there. And now on to the best bets segment. Um, First one, of course, um, 
Never go against the Chanticleers of Coastal Carolina. They covered for us last week. They were laying three and a half points, and they won 51 to zero. So we are <laughs> going back to the well with the Shants. We love the Shants. Um, and they're laying 17 points this week, um, taking on Georgia State. So that is best bet. Number one, uh, they didn't think, or I'm, they're t- I'm sorry, they're taking on, uh, they're taking on South Alabama this week, but uh, they didn't think that Grayson McCall, the starting quarterback, was going to play last week, and he did, and obviously it made a huge difference. Uh, they kept the triple option under control pretty well last week, and uh, and I expect them to continue rolling this week. And I, I, it's pretty much a rule at this point that we're just going to take Coastal Carolina until they stop covering. So uh, that's that. uh, that's where we're going there. Um, Brian's first best bet that I'll read out on the pod. He has BYU minus three and a half, which, um, I don't have on my best bets, but you know, we talked about the game a little bit and, uh, and if I did take a side, I was going to go with, uh, go with BYU there as well. Josh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm also going to jump in with BYU, uh, knowing everything and more. I, I was just absolutely entranced by your whole rant there, uh, Chris. So (laughs) I'm, I'm all aboard. What are they? Mormons? up there yeah i actually don't know. a mormon football team right now yeah okay i was just making sure i i wasn't i, I was wondering if it was like a different dominant den- denomination of uh of christianity or something but yeah yeah let's go with the mormons fuck <laughs> it three and a half points i'm fading you boys i'm taking boise state i like the blue oh, field. No. i like the, blue field. like the blue field three and a half friday night let's go baby Brian, we were just talking about BYU and Boise State. These boys, Chris and Josh, are taking they're taking the Mormons. I'm taking the blue field. And you're taking the I think oh yeah, he read it for you. You're taking three and a half too. Fuck I'm taking the Mormons. Shout out to my guy Stephen Fazer. Go Mormons, baby. Go I'm never Idaho. to the Idaho. listeners, thank you to you boys for holding down the set. I will never go to that sushi restaurant again. Um, that is all I will say. <laughs> um, where are we, boys? Catch me up. Are we going through best bets right now? We're yeah. going through yes. best bets right now. Okay. Continue on. Who was going? Um, well, we just read out your best bet. We were we were talking uh, about the BYU game. Josh is on. Uh, he's on with the Mission Mormon boys. Um, and uh, the uh, big dog is riding the Smurf. Uh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, the pick that I uh, the pick that I started out with was, of course, our Chanticleers. So uh, we're laying uh, a seventeen course. and a half against South Alabama this week. Um, next best bet is uh, Maryland at Penn State over sixty four. For some reason, James Franklin just loves to run up the score on Maryland every single year and i still think maryland can score a little bit of points they got a couple of really good skill position players obviously uh you know uh talia tagovailoa came through with a pretty big game last week uh against uh minnesota and um took care of minnesota pj fleck and them boys up there uh sky mongo go for robo and uh and so we are looking for an over in that game. I think uh, Ohio State's going to put put up uh, put up a half century on them. So uh, that doesn't mean that Maryland needs to score too many points to get to that sixty four and a half. Um, Brian, you want to go for your second best bet? Yeah, yeah. So I got App State minus twenty. Um, I rode them all year long last year. I believe Chris, you're the one who pointed them out to me. Um, but yeah, I, I rode App State all last year, so I'm just going to take a minus twenty. 
Um, and then I'm just I'm heavily involved in the Pac-12 this weekend because I'm very excited it's back. Um, uh, oh, yeah, Chris, you're all over the board. Yeah, I'm all over the board. Do, should I read out the rest of my bets or are we going bit by bit? We can go bit by bit because I got App State next too. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, I like App State a lot in, in this spot. Um, they are averaging um, – just under 300 yards rushing a game, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that to continue against Texas State. Uh, <laughs> That's quality numbers. Yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, Zach Thomas is the quarterback, is having a pretty decent year as well. But uh, the ground game is how they're going to get it done. They're going to break off five or six, you know, 50 plus yard plays or some, you know, where in that range. And that's not even because they're playing Texas State. They've been doing it all year long, breaking off those big runs like that. So I look, I look for them to do that again um, in this uh, in this game against Texas State and, and get close to their yearly average of 288 yards rushing a week. So um, I'm with you on that one. All right, hell yeah. Well, so I'll I'll go ahead and talk about the Pac-12. I'm so excited it's back. Um, so I I have a, a couple plays on that this weekend. I have Oregon minus eight against Stanford. Um, I think Oregon is just a much better team. And I think when you're talking about teams that are in California, I don't think they've been practicing as much as other states. Maybe Oregon's quite similar, but I'll just take Oregon minus the points there. I'll also take Utah minus the points because when I first uh, heard about how all the practicing restrictions were going on in California for the Pac-12, my immediate thought was, oh my God, Utah probably doesn't have those restrictions. So I'll take Utah minus 14. (laughs) Um, And then this is going to be my weekly teaser for the rest of the season in college football. It's going to be the Pac-12 teaser. I got UCLA minus one. Utah minus eight, Arizona plus 17 against USC, and UCLA minus one is against Colorado. Um, yeah, and I'm three and three on the air, and I'm looking to get a little better. Nicely done. Well, um, go ahead. I've got four. If we're going to wrap up our best bets here. I got, I'm, I'm fading you guys. I'm taking Boise State plus three and a half. Oh, I like it. I'm taking Clemson minus five. Notre Dame sucks, and you already mentioned they suck in prime time. They never win. Oh, they I'm on Clemson minus five points. with you as well, Andrew. I'm sorry. You're I didn't say Clemson that. minus five? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had Arizona State plus 11. I like USC, and I watch USC, but USC places close claims, and I don't I don't like that, especially in the first week. Love the Cornhuskers. They're going to cover minus three and a half against Northwestern this week. All right. Um... Scott Frost. Robert. Scott Frost. Robert. Yeah, Frost. it's, it's Robert Frost. Frost wrote, uh, I, I see. I already. Yeah. What did Robert Frost do? Is he He's like the, the, author. the author? It's a poet. Oh, is that the the the? Oh, I think me and Andrew did a presentation on him. <laughs> That's what it is. Because Robert Frost. Oh, okay. This is a really quickly. This is a great story. So me and Andrew were in the same senior year, like English class, where nothing matters anymore, and we had some like Robert Frost presentation we had to do, and we were like, "Yeah, we're not going to prepare for it at all." But the morning of it, I just looked up like five things on Google, and so we start doing the presentation, and I start rattling off some things, and Andrew looks at me like, "What the." F- fuck is wrong with you i thought we weren't preparing deal. For this. <laughs> it, it worked out um chris i'll let you wrap up your best bets and then i believe kyle and josh you have to do yours as well right absolutely okay yeah yep um next uh next best bet i have is um michigan minus two and a half against indiana i really like michigan in the spot obviously a little bit of a letdown last week against state um proven that they were a little bit more fraudulent than everybody thought. But I also think that 
uh, Indiana's a little bit fraudulent because who the hell knows if that guy actually got in against Penn State? Nobody. So um, if that game doesn't go that way, I don't think Indiana is is ranked where where even close to where they are. Uh, I've been playing Indiana a lot this year. There's been a lot of good value with them, but this is just I, I think this is uh, this is going to be a mauling. It be Michigan State by you know fourteen to seventeen. In my opinion, so if you want to look for an alternate line on that too, I wouldn't hate that play either. Um, next one, I got uh, San Jose State plus nine and a half against San Diego Aztecs. Um, over under in this game is forty eight, and uh, San Jose State is getting nine and a half. They've been really good on offense. They've been averaging about three hundred fifty yards passing uh, on offense, and San Diego State does have a really good defense, but I don't think they've uh, faced a quarterback so far like uh, like Starkle, who's the quarterback at um, San Jose State, transfer from A and M, um, and uh, I think he he's going to light him up a little bit and, and definitely keep this game within nine points in my opinion. So I've got San Jose State there, and then for the ten point sweetheart teaser of the week, we've got San Jose State up to nineteen and a half which I love that number because, like I said, the total is 48. So there's uh, just in uh, my head doesn't compute there being a possibility that they're going to be outside of 19 and a half points with an over-under of 48 against the Aztecs. Um, And then we have got the Memphis Tigers, minus 8, bringing them down from minus 18. And then we have got... SMU down to seven and a half and um, SMU this is I I like SMU's offense they're missing a a few key players I know we played Cincinnati last week uh, which I really liked that play or a couple weeks ago might have played Cincinnati Um, and and they handled them well Um, and missing a couple of key players Roberson being one of them but Shane Bushell is still a quarterback and Temple sucks and uh, besides the fact that they just suck their starting quarterback is also out this week. So they're going to be playing with their second-string quarterback. I think that SMU gets it done by more than a touchdown. So uh, bring them down to 7.5 to complete the tease. Some great picks, as always. Christo, you're sitting at 4-2. and two. Kyle, how are you feeling about this weekend? What are your picks? Yeah, so I don't follow too much college football. Uh, I think I, I kind of fizzled out after Jeremiah Masoli had his little run at Oregon, and I just haven't been a huge fan <laughs> since. I will say this, though. There are a few things I do know. I know UCLA sucks every year. I know <laughs> BYU I know BYU has Taysom Hill 2.0. I know Reggie Bush still deserves his Heisman. Yes. And I also know that the Chanticleers <laughs> cover every single game. Yeah. So I will be taking Coastal Carolina as a best bet lock and my only Ooh. bet of the week. Chanticleer is minus 17 and a half. Woo! One foot. I love it. That's how you do it, Kyle. From six plays to one. And then I go one and out, and then I'm out. I'm 100%. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh. Let's wrap it up. What do you got? Yeah, uh, I mentioned earlier that I was taking the Mormons uh, minus three and a half. BYU. Let's go. Taysom Hill 2.0. I've been calling him Taysom. Taysom. It's It's fun. Anyways, uh, you guys sold me Coastal Carolina. Let's go. I'll take it. Take the cover. Um, I also, Chris, I was going to, I raised my hand during the uh, the Michigan thing because I was trying to say, 
sell me on Michigan because I really like Michigan in this game, and I I'm I'm gonna stick to it. I feel like that line is really small, so Michigan minus three. And then uh, finally, fuck it, let's go. Life's too short. Let's go. Clemson minus five. I I, I want a reason, another reason to watch that game. So I, I think it's gonna be a fun game. Trevor Lawrence scares me a little bit without him, but um, fuck another it. five star recruit. They'll be yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, minus five is too low for the number one ranked team, I still think, in the nation, regardless of who they're playing. Yeah, all right. Well, gentlemen, another week of NFL in the books, another week of college football in the books. Thank you guys so much for being on, as always. We'll be back on Sunday night. This has been the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob, episode 56. We'll see you next time. See ya. Thank you.